Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 80. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts in beautiful Savage, Minnesota. Joined by Mark, the Korean Carabin, who puts U's where apparently they usually don't belong. Carabin, how are you doing, bud? <laughs> That was when uh, when when spell check or autocorrect doesn't catch me, then you know something's gonna happen. Is that one of those Canadian British words that has a U in it, like color, honor? Like, is that, is that one of those? Because I I, I didn't even think twice, and and then you called me on the uh, the random U in there, and I was like, I I thought that was right because, like I said, uh, autocorrect didn't didn't catch anything. But uh, now I'm not sh- so sure. You're, you're making me second guess myself here. No, and 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 Sean Capri completely reiterated exactly what you did. So I think it's an agreement, or maybe your cell phone providers—they just put it in there. It's like a Canadian-centric right. thing. Right. Let's uh, let's let's look that up. Uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah. You can spell. It seems like the British and American spelling. Are there any other weird Canadian, like, not weird, but I mean, Canadian specific, like grammar things that are unique that I need to be uh, aware of, Mark? That would be unique. They're, they're, uh, I'm sure there are. Like I said, color is another one. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. U in, in color that, that most Americans wouldn't put there. Um, Z instead of Z. Mm, yeah. Uh, which which I always it makes me think of the game uh, Galaxy, uh, mm. like a, a shooter game. And when, when that came out, uh, I, I made a tweet that the, the company and the developer actually liked. Uh, it, was, it was something along the lines of like Galaxy, or as it's known in Canada, Galaxy. And uh, I have the the vinyl soundtrack for that that game, and, mm. and I don't own a record player, so that's a weird. I don't know how I just got off on that tangent. Anyway, yeah, so I'm sure there are more, but I, I won't. Yeah, we will. We will go down that unprepared rabbit hole as I'm rambling on. Oh, this is our cultural exchange of the day, Mark. Come on, yeah. yeah it's you know, what did you want to know, folks? If you want to know anything about Canada or the U.S., you have your questions. Ask me or Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Minnesota's practically Southern California, Canada as it is, so you know we we, we do have our weird, funny accents. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll go from there, Mark, to why we're here today to talk about video games. Um, there's a lot going on in the world of video games. Apparently in January, it's boring. We got to make this exciting. People have to buy things. Um, but Mark, I want to talk about the fun part about this Activision, uh, you know, Activision, uh, merger acquisition, whatever you call it. The fact is we are hopefully going to get the return of some awesome franchises. Mm -hmm. And this leads me into this week's buy rent return. And it's going to be Crash Bandicoot, Skylanders, and Guitar Hero. Now, I almost want Spyro, but I'm like, Skylanders is kind of Spyro, so we'll go from there. Um, I mean, if there's another. I when I I first saw these three, like, Crash just got a new game. Mm -hmm. Spyro got the remastered trilogy, but yeah, I think you are, you're you're right on this one. So, so I, I, I understand your choices. I mean, unless there's another, like, long forgotten franchise. I mean, I didn't put Tony Hawk in here. Um, just got, yeah. The, the remake as well. That's but true. A, a yeah. New Tony Hawk game would be, would be pretty solid. Yeah. It, somebody was joking around that now they want like, instead of smash bros or Mario Kart, they want, they called it crash, uh, pro skater party. 
and essentially everybody skateboards. So Master Chief is, you know, on the half pipe and doing his thing. Come on, Mark. Be awesome. I like it. That'd be amazing. I'd pick that game up. Feel like two people on a skateboard, like a longboard, they could like do funny tricks and things and you could throw, yeah. I don't know. What would they what would they throw? Would they throw I mean, it's not mushrooms and No, they and, wouldn't and throw shells. things they just shoot you. Ah, okay, got yeah. it, got it. Got Master it, got Chief it. and the dudes from like Call of Duty just shooting each other on skateboards. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bloodstorm. Yeah. <laughs> Razor hail, is that what they say in, in yeah. gears? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Very yeah. much yeah. like a And your own sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're starting there. Crash, Skylanders, and Tar Heroes. So, Mark, these franchises, where do you stand? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, let's start with the return. And I think I'm going to go with Crash for the return. Simply because, like I said, he did just get a new game. So if, if we're going to be refreshing some franchises uh, and, and getting these up in Microsoft land, then then return that one. And uh, yeah, uh, the, the tough is, is Skylanders versus Guitar Hero. And I think, oh man, this is tough. Because <laughs> I... Right now, I'm going to say that I would rent Skylanders because those games are like fun, but like not too much replayability once you finish them. You kind of go through the story, you level up your Skylanders. You can go back and keep leveling up your Skylanders or whatever, and you know, it's fine. But I think that that's a good rental period kind of game. Now, talk to me in a couple of years when Finn's interested in playing games, and that could change because I think they'll, they're they're fun, like family kind of fun games for kids and that kind of stuff, or just like playing with with family. Uh, so that means the buy is going to be Guitar Hero because it's kind of endlessly replayable. You can just pick that up and keep going and. Uh, parties and and whether you're just bored by yourself and you want to go through the campaign mode or you're have some friends over or some family or whatever and you just want to bust out guitar hero and have a good time i think guitar hero is such uh an endlessly replayable game and so expandable with with so many songs and different tracks and artists and all that kind of stuff that i, I think guitar hero is a good buy um yeah i i loved that series too like so i'd love to see it come back well, Mark, this is where we're going to go with my own. I actually agree with everything you said. Uh, Crash. I know, I know. Crash 4 was the first Crash game I really actually enjoyed. The other Crashes I like played a little bit and like, ugh. I mean, I played them on PlayStation, but it was like, they always had the, I always had the problems with them. Like, oh, mm. it, the controls didn't feel right. Or, or it's like, I just missed that. It, it just missed something like the Crash, like remasters. I, they mm. still felt like the, the, a fresh coat of paint and they still had a lot of the same problems I always had with the crash oh, absolutely. games. Yeah. Yeah. But four, I absolutely love, did you, did you play the most recent crash game? No, no, I, I got the trilogy and I was just, like you said, it was kind of a fresh coat of paint on some old stuff. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm crashed out for a bit. And every time it goes on sale, I'm like, yeah, I should really pick that up. I should really pick that up. And then I pick up something else. So I'm going to have to get Crash 4 eventually. It's it's just on that list that keeps getting pushed down. But it, it will happen. 
it's it's fantastic. I really loved it, and it felt like a modern crash game, which is fantastic. Exactly what I wanted, and I just love that game. So that was a surprise from last year, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that would be a re- return, just because, as you said, already played it. Um, you know, and it's been touched a lot. So it's it's something where yep, that's fine. But Skylanders has a special place in my heart because my son was at the perfect age for all of the toys to life, Mark. We had so much plastic crap in our house. <laughs> all the different, you know, we had it for the Game Boy. And then we, or no, I guess I remember the DS uh, at the time. Three, 3DS for Skyline. 3DS at the time, yeah. We, so we had that. We had all the little portals. We had it on, uh, I think all on PlayStation, I think. Maybe 360, I can't remember. But we had everything. I think we got up to, I think we stopped at Superchargers. I don't think we went to superchargers. That was the nice thing with toys to life. If I may interject for a second, because the physical toys you could bring through multiple systems Mm -hmm. and the the levels and your characters, your customization stayed with that toy. So you could jump from 3ds to PlayStation to Xbox to wherever. And, and I did, I, I went 3ds, Xbox 360, uh, Wii U, I think for some, and now I, I, you know, I, I just bought that one a, a few months ago on uh, on my for my Series X through you know, Xbox One uh, compatibility. So that was one nice thing about Skylanders is it, it followed you through based on the toy, not based on any kind of weird no. system requirement, which was really yeah really cool. maintained all of its uh, all of its uh, save data and all Physical the experience, save. which was great. It was like I don't even know what it, it didn't use NFC, it used something, but it was very cool. Um, yeah, it was a very cool technology at the time, and it was the the originator of the Toys to Life market, and they created all these original characters. So cool. I thought the designs were great. I just really enjoyed it, the personalities. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was much better than it ever should have been for a cash grab because uh, that's what it was over time, but they continued improving the game. So I thought it was a great series, and obviously I think we only own a few left over, um that we have left from when logan purged because he's 16 now um but yeah it was great now i hope we get one of my i think one of my predictions was that we would get a skylanders collection with everything unlocked so maybe it'll come to fruition mark i I, maybe i was a little bit foresight to see this happen but i think this might be happening and this might be a payback for nintendo uh for xbox giving nintendo all those cool things maybe they get the once again, Skylanders are revisited by Mario Team. Remember that game with uh, with what was it? Superchargers that had Donkey Kong and, and Bowser. Bowser, yeah. So maybe they get to come back. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That'd yeah. be nice of them to, to do that. Um, and then, cra- uh, sorry, Guitar Hero. You're absolutely right. It is the party game that doesn't stop. Everybody could play this game. They could just sing along. Eventually, if you weren't good at guitar, if the guitar, you sing and you just have a good time. And you drink and you make a fool out of yourself. I got Sean Nias and my buddy Brian. Uh, he doesn't even play games at all, but we got to play. and We had such a fun time doing it. This was like our party game, and we absolutely loved it. It was more rock band than Guitar Hero, because Guitar Hero has always felt like a little harder, a little bit more solo player focused until later. But yeah, it was always rock band. But I love Guitar Hero for like the boss challenges and things like that. So mm-hmm. much fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, it seemed to be two camps for a while. You were either a guitar hero player or a rock band player, and and that was it. And you didn't cross. And I was a hundred percent like guitar hero was my jam, and I loved 
that single player aspect of it. But yeah, you're, you're totally right that once it opened up and became more like rock band, it was so much more fun to yeah. have people over. So I think rock band was more for like, like you said, anyone to enjoy, but like guitar hero for me has a very special place because that's the one that I like got me into that music kind of music game. And, and that's for whatever reason, the one I stuck with and yeah, I really want those to come back. And who's got enough money to pay for licensing? Microsoft. So uh, get those songs back. That would be fantastic. But yeah, I, I think this is really cool. Um, there's so many more franchises to talk about, so we will get into that as we now move into what we've been playing, Mark. So uh, you've been playing some games. I have been playing some games. And a, a couple that that uh, we got review codes for. So I'm going to start off with uh, with Rainbow Six Extraction and thank our friends over at Ubisoft Canada for sending this one. Uh, so Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction is the, the full name. Uh, this was developed by Ubisoft Montreal and is a continuation of the Rainbow Six games. Uh, this one is a departure. So... I don't know how many people listening read or have read Tom Clancy novels. I have, I'm a big fan. My grandfather got me into those, those books and, and rainbow six is, is one of my favorite Clancy novels. And, uh, and the, the, the series I've been playing since like the N64 days, it was very, very simplistic, uh, but, but still kind of cool to see it go off. And that's probably around the same time that I read the book. So like, it was kind of, you know, trying to strategically pick my teams and, and pick access points and, and routes to, uh, to tackle missions and, and stuff like that. And that, that was the, the thing with that game back in the day. It was like, you, you can send one team here and then you go off with your team this way. And um, there's, you know, specific call to actions and, and points, or you could just have them run through and, and, kind of go off on their own and do whatever. Um, this is very different. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was going to like it at first. Cause it was like, why are they taking the rainbow six, which has been very grounded. If you've watched like, uh, like Jack Ryan or any of those kind of things, like that's usually how grounded this stuff mm -hmm. is. Like yeah. it's still in that universe. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so taking that universe and then throwing in an alien parasite monster Archeon attack was like, when I first saw it, it was like, you know, why, why are they doing this? Why isn't this a different franchise? Why aren't they doing this with a, a non-established franchise that, I don't know, maybe it seems more conducive to aliens i guess, I guess uh, for me it's it's like that's that's not really what what rainbow six has been about and not really what um what that that part of the the, the clancy verse uh is, is usually about but i have to say this game won me over and that that was not easy like i said i i've got uh, quite the history with with the, this series and uh and for 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 me to like watch the intro and be like, okay, this is still kind of weird and then get into it. And it's like, okay, well, it's still a multinational team. There's still an anti-terrorist organization, but this time the terrorist is from 
outer space or underground or wherever they end up, you know, kind of coming from. Cause it's, it's both, you know, like whatever. Um, but it's still, it's still like multinational. You still have like similar characters, not the exact same. Cause you know, it's years later or whatever. Um, this game won me over. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it, it's, it's good. It still feels. And I think that's the big thing. It feels like a rainbow six game, which if you haven't played rainbow six games in a bit, or you've never played them or whatever, like this is still some of the tightest, greatest first person shooter kind of games that you will get. Uh, the, the controls are really, really good, really customizable. The, so basically what you do, it's like three man fire teams and mm-hmm. you have to do different objectives and go through, um, uh, you know, different places and, and, uh, and everything's kind of procedurally generated, which is, is neat. So you can't really plan things out. So sure. what's, what's nice about it is each person has their own role and you get to pick your operator at the start and, uh, and, and hopefully you get a good balanced team. Um, I personally like when I can be kind of the, the med role, which is not a role that I usually pick in different games, but for this, it really, really comes in handy. Um, but there's also like, you can send out drones or you're kind of a, you know, there's all those usual kind of classes that, that really tie in well to, again, a good mix of like traditional rainbow stuff. And like, what would a team like this do to tackle an alien threat? So I I got to hand it to the team. They, they won me over with with how well thought out and how well it actually ended up fitting into the rainbow six kind of stuff, like where they take that kind of team an anti-terrorist team. And they say like, how would this team react to this kind of stuff? Um, so again, basically you, you, you team up and so far the matchmaking has been great online. It's, it's been perfect. Um, and you go through with your fire team and you complete the objectives uh, between the objectives. If you are taking a lot of damage or you just feel like you're done, you can call for an extraction point and you don't get as much reward. So there's three mm-hmm. kind of tiers to the levels or whatever. Uh, and you can choose to bail out at the start. You can, you can choose to bail out. You know, you've completed two objectives. The third one looks a little tough. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm out of ammo. I'm low on this. I'm low on that. Let's bail. And you can, and you can bail. Um, but of course you, you want to try and you want to keep pushing oh, sure. yourself to go through. Right. Uh, what I like, like I said, I mentioned that I like being the support role that, that healer kind of role in this. However, they don't let you get stuck with one character or one role, because if you take a certain amount of damage while you're playing, that character has to sit out. It says they're injured they're mm. out for a little bit. Yeah. So it kind of forces you to mix it up, which I really, really enjoy because I would have, I'm really bad for that. Like finding one character that I I'm kind of good with. And that was a, a complaint with games like destiny or something like that, where I pick something I'd be like, yeah, okay. I like the Titan. Cool. Yeah. I can punch my way through things. It feels like master chief. Let's go. It's like, I never even try other classes. Right. And it was the same thing with like Anthem is like, okay, I found the one that I liked. Let's just go for it. Uh, so this kind of forces you to pick different operators and, uh, mix up through your team and level up different people and that, and that kind of stuff. So I, I really like that, but again, it doesn't do it in a cheap weird way it does it like yeah you kind of got your ass kicked this person needs to sit down and take a breather 
you're sending someone else out. Let's go. So uh, it's, it's kind of neat that way. And if you die, you have to send a team or another team has to go and extract you and you have to, you're basically MIA. That character is, is MIA until they, uh, they pull you out. Hmm. And those missions that you do are really hectic and really fun because you basically have one person pulling the person out of, it's kind of like a tree pod kind of thing that's sucking in the other player has them in like a kind of stasis kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to shoot all these like tendrils and stuff. And like one person's trying to pull the person out and the other two are kind of like doing these like mission objectives and trying to defeat this kind of mini boss tree pod thing. And mm-hmm. there's, there's other, you know, aliens throughout the stage. Um, it's good, man. It's, it, I, I'm probably like, all over the place in this, but it's, it's coming to me like as I've been trying to play it and, sure. <laughs> and get my thoughts in order and stuff, but it's, uh, it's good. Like for that, that's the, the best thing I can say is for that, this game to completely win me over the way it has is, uh, is impressive. Cause I was like, this should just be called extraction. Like ditch the rainbow six. Ditch exactly. The yeah. This should just be called extraction or like anything else. And now I'm like, yeah, 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 let's get my team. Let's go. <laughs> Rainbow, let's do this. Yeah, it kind of uh, so made sense that it might go to like the division because the division's in a world already with a weird like virus yeah. kills people. And we're like, that could be like a mutant race that came from that and would make sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, so this is, is so when I looked at the game, I haven't been able to play. I had some, I have an issue on PC uh, Game Pass right now with Ubisoft because on Ubisoft, they're making you do the Ubisoft Connect and use right. that interface, kind of like yep. EA Play, the same way, where you have to go through the EA app uh, through that. So it's like a secondary group of games. It's not specifically in it. It's a little funky. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get there. They're going to hopefully connect to my right Xbox account. I don't know why, what's going on, because my old one I had to abandon, so who knows. Uh, but this looked like a interesting take on uh, Back for Blood or, or Left for Dead, yeah. Uh, but this is what three player. And like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's more, more of the, the type of, uh, class based versus those other games have largely been like, you look different, but you're all the same. So this one leaves, mm-hmm. leaves taking the, the core elements of that in the rainbow six universe. So yeah, I'm hearing good things about this game. So, and it seems like the perfect game to go into game pass because they want a big audience to come in, um, and get into it. And that's the best way to do it. So I'm going to check it out. You know, you said you're looking for a crew mark. So, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. great at being carried. So, that, you know, and that's, that's the, uh, the main thing right now is I've been just doing for the most part leading up to this. And this weekend I was, I was pretty busy. So once it hit game pass and I had mm-hmm. the actual opportunity to be like, Hey, let's do some matchmaking. I, I couldn't. So, uh, yeah. leading up to it actually releasing to the public and I had it a few days prior, it was just kind of like, random matchmaking i guess so let's let's just go so and and like i said that's been working it's been working really well that's great to hear that's your worst case scenario right if that's fun exactly then it's only gonna get better with friends yeah that's it Um, that's it so um if if you're looking to play this if you have it if you have game pass uh there is cross play so if you're playing this in playstation land or on pc still hit us up in the discord hit me up on twitter i want to get some fire teams going and, and really uh wreck through this game so um so let's play Cause uh, it's, it's been a while since I've been this hooked on a rainbow six game Cool, and I'm, I'm very happy to be back. Um, like I said, this, this series has been special to me. Uh, my, my grandfather who passed away last year um, left me a bunch of his Clancy novels. 
So very, uh, very close world to me. And for, like I said, man, for this, uh, going into this, I was like, don't mess with my Clancy. Like just, it, it don't do it. And uh, like, I'm, I'm happy to say that it, it works. I don't know how, but it works and I'm happy that it does. So, uh, game pass download this one. It's good. Let's, let's play. Very, very cool. Yeah. That's, that's neat that we're getting, uh, these day one, Day, game and uh, day and dates is the first with Ubisoft we've had. Like Ubisoft yeah. largely has not been a part of Game Pass, but we saw that they are launching Ubisoft Plus. It's not going to be in Game Pass, but you are going to have that platform coming to consoles now. Mm-hmm. So it's like crazy. And that's kind of like, we'll talk about kind of the impact of subscription services later, but very, very yeah. cool. This seemed to be like the uh, hey, we'll give you Rainbow Six if you let Ubisoft, uh, you know, plus yeah, come plus to platform. on on Xbox, yeah, and uh, whatever the background dealings were, I'm happy because it I, hopefully it means there's going to be more people active in this game and willing to try it out and that kind of stuff and um, yeah, it's it's cool and and so far like the the microtransactions haven't been like there's there's skins and stuff that you can buy but it's all just yeah. cosmetic and and also if you're if you're if you are playing this game and you have uh your your twitch account linked up you can you can get some uh some skins some exclusive twitch skins so make sure you link that up uh and to your point with the the ubisoft rewards um there's some stuff in there so make sure you do link when you do link your rewards check out the rewards because you can get some like skins and different things uh through ubisoft connect so um lots of cool ways to customize your character and it comes with some some cool customizations like right off the bat but then of course you can buy more so um yeah i'm sure you're going to be seeing some people rocking some pretty crazy skins in this and uh making their characters look different so it's it's going to be fun yeah, love it, love it. Again, exciting. Uh, it's a good launch beginning of the year where it's usually downtime. This is a cool game to get people into it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's kind of definitely opening up the the year to new stuff. So very cool, yeah. very cool, Mark. So uh, I had to ask you about this next game, Mark, because I thought you were playing an old <laughs> Wii game. I'm like, what are you playing here? Uh, I don't know what Which, this game uh, is. So so the one I've been playing is Mushroom Men Two. Uh, what was the Wii game? We 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 just talked about this mushroom men. Uh, mushroom, was it mushroom men? Mushroom men. So I've been playing no. Mushroom Wars too. Yeah, uh, and we were yeah we were talking. So the Mushroom Men not associated. So Mushroom Wars two. Uh, I have been playing. This is another code that we got uh, from Evolve PR over at Terminals.io. So thank you very much for this one. Uh, so this game was made by Zillion Wales, um, and was originally, I believe released for ios and android i think i could see it i could and see it new yeah. uh new on uh on on consoles or at least uh where i'm playing it or where i, I i've been playing it uh is xbox um and playstation and switch i think are, are out as well so right now this is out for pretty much everything or at least coming out for everything um if it's not out there already uh basically this game is uh, kind of an RTS kind of Our defense, tower right? defense-ish kind of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so it's it's pretty straightforward, and it's it's uh, you know you're 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 you've got your little mushroom men 
and you kind of uh, command your troops and try to best the other troops as you're taking over territory. And uh, you can take over like there's usually kind of neutral uh, mushroom buildings uh, in on, on the map. So you kind of start off with one each and then you have to take over more of the other person uh, or, or before the other person does. And uh, yeah, just, just kind of like balance between taking over and not leaving your other buildings exposed. Because if you, let's say you have 20 troops and you send all, you know, in, in one building and you send 19 of them to try to take over another building, well, that leaves that one person in one building open to, uh, to, to take over. Uh, so, um, yeah, don't do that. You have to really kind of decide how things go. Uh, the one, the one kind of downside I will say to this game is the downside to any console RTS game, which is buttons and sticks instead, (laughs) instead of just, uh, pointing Hmm. and clicking with a mouse. So I think this game would actually work really well on, on iOS or Mac or windows or whatever Um, on Xbox, it works. It's just, it doesn't feel ideal all the time. Uh, They do make some some things work. Like uh, instead of moving your, your, your control stick and waiting for a little cursor or something, um, a lot of times it will jump. It will guess which building you're trying to point at and, and will jump, but that's also caused, some headaches at some times when I'm trying to send, uh, you know, so, some of my horde to this building, this building and this building. And I accidentally click one of the wrong buildings and there's no like cancel button that I've seen so far. And maybe I just kind of skipped through that part of the tutorial or something, but, uh, there's, there's no like, no, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. Go here instead. So they have to cross the map depending on how far you sent them. You have to cross the map, get to the building that you accidentally pressed on, hope that they can take that over or it's one of your buildings already because if it's an enemy building that's well fortified, you could possibly lose that whole squad. And then you could kind of leave yourself open to uh, to just bad strategy. So uh, it's it's a tough it can be tough, actually. It's 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 not one of those like you know easy kind of like iOS tower defense games. Like there's there's some real strategy to this, which which I love. And nice. uh, if you're a fan of RTS games, if you're a fan of um, whatever Halo Wars and all those kind of stuff, like uh, we we don't get those often on console. And this one's like pretty pretty good. Like it, it holds up. Um, aside from those little nitpicking kind of things, I've been really, really enjoying this game. And uh, there's a pretty light story. It kind of introduces like, it seems like there was an ice age or something that wiped out most life on earth or whatever. And, uh, and these little mushroom people kind of took over and now you're kind of in their war. So that's, that's, that's pretty much as much as they ended up eating all the people who ended up eating, who normally would eat the mushrooms. Yeah, I guess. Um, That's my story. But there are some like fun little cutscenes and stuff and uh, some fun, even, even though the story is light, you do get weird, like fun little personalizations or 
characterizations of like little bugs that like come through as like warning, like, Oh no, they're invading. And then like, you know, dies on the table and you're like, no mosquito brother. Uh, it's, it's like funny little stuff like that. And like weird mushroom necromancer type people. Like it, it's, there's some funny stuff to it. Like it's, it's got a lot of personality uh, more than I would have expected from like an iOS to console sure. port kind of thing. So it's, it's fun, man. I, I like it. If, like I said, if you're a fan of RTS games, we don't get many on console. So try this one out, pick it up. It's, it's yeah. As, solid. as uh, Samuel Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, personality goes a long way, Mark. Yeah. Uh, as you keep going in this game. So, so far my playthrough has been just kind of like going through the story beats, but as you keep going, you do unlock hero characters um, which add more powers. You do start to get more powers as you progress. So it starts off very, very simple of like, take over this building, mm-hmm. take over that building. And as you progress, it teaches you more and more and more like any kind of really good RTS game or like good game really should, I guess, uh, where you get powers, you can fortify your, tr- your, your buildings, you can make your troops go faster. You can do this, do that. So it's, it's, um, it really, yeah, like it really keep, kind of keeps growing. And, and the second that you get comfortable with one thing, they throw something else in there. So like I said, sometimes you have to be like, okay, do I hold in L or do I hold in R or do I hold in okay. the, which, which face button do I send? Oh, okay. Is it X or Y that sends like 50% of my troops? Mm. No, 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 no. The shoot that it's the wrong button. I just sent all of my troops instead. So it's, it's that kind of stuff that like, Sometimes I wish I had like a guide in front of me and I'm sure there's, I could pause and like, look at it. Yeah. Look at the, like, uh, yeah. All the, the reminder of your controls. Yeah. Right. right yeah. Right. So th- there were some, some instances of that, but, uh, again, I, I don't know if that's game error or human error of, of just me try again, trying to play rainbow six extraction and this game. Sure. Uh, and, and, and then switching my next game that I'm going to talk about is Banjo Kazooie for the N64 online, which is a completely different controller setup without two sticks and then N64 style controller with C buttons and everything else. So my, my controller mapping the last couple of weeks in my brain has been just a mess. Oh, so. I can, I can agree with you, Mark. Yeah. Switching between consoles and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it definitely. And then games and it's like uh, taking a break from games too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't remember how to even play this game. It's been two months or it's been a right. week. Yeah. Right. And the, so the nice thing about this is this game, it's simple enough that if you do take a break for a couple of days, like I did and then played rainbow six extraction and said, no, no, no I need to play more mushroom men and, and, you know, really, really kind of give that a go. Um, or Mushroom Wars. Sorry, I'm, I'm back to the Mushroom Men. I'm like in my own head about this this Wii game that we started talking I about. I screwed later. you up, Mark. Sorry. Uh, so mushroom Wars. Um, yeah, so it, it it's easy enough to understand that you can leave it for a couple of days and go sure. back. Um, but again, when you start getting the powers and the, the heroes and the this and that, whatever, it's like... Ah shit! What did I? What was I trying to do here? What what yep. button is this? But like the basics of like just you know what holding this and just spam send your characters like you can get through it just with the bare minimum stuff pretty easily and and you'll you'll catch on to the rest. So um, again, that's that's um you know the quick kind of review for that. But like 
if you're an RTS fan or even like a, a tower defense fan, whatever uh, mix of both, like pick this one up. It's, it's worthwhile. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, Banjo-Kazooie is the last one I've been playing. N64 Online uh, just dropped, and then they announced that we're going to get Majora's Mask in February. So that's that's neat. Um, I've been having a good time with this. I heard there were some problems, I think save file problems, but I always just use suspend points. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. I don't know if that's gotten me around the problems or whatever, but I, I beat the first couple of worlds, and... Uh, this is really working, but it's a hundred percent one of those games that you need an N64 style controller. I know it was painful for me last time discussing the controller with you guys, and you shared that little that, that, moment. That picture is so fresh, Mark. <laughs> Love it. It's I, was good. Just, I was just like, I found that out of the blue. I'm like, that's a keeper. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but but I will say. The Hyperkin Admiral 64, if you can't pick up an actual N64 controller, I've been having a ton of luck and a ton of fun playing Banjo-Kazooie with nice. this. And I, I, I did go back and play a little bit of Ocarina with it just to get those, the Ocarina buttons. They just work on the C buttons and uh, and and um, Majora's Mask is going to be the same. So uh, Banjo-Kazooie, not a game that I want to tackle without an N64 controller. And luckily it's been really good with one. So thumbs up on that front. That's all I'll say about that one. I want to hear about the games that you've been playing, including this first one. Yeah, it's funny. I'll just mention the Banjo Kazooie. I did the first time I ever played the game was on the uh, Xbox. Was it remaster version? When rare replay? They bought rare. Yeah. The- really love that version. They polished it up a little bit and I didn't have to worry about an N64 controller because they yeah. just ended up putting all the controls there. And my save is still on in the cloud, I assume. And I never got past that damn trivia game with Grunty. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm stuck. So I never get past that. I'm like, I'm screwed. Because I'm apparently had a a memory of, I'm sure I had to buy a damn guide, Mark. Like, <laughs> a, like a physical guide back in there. I'm like, really crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Because all the guides at the time were just horrible. Because they were from like the N64 era. So it was like, these are horrible guides online. Like somebody's PDF didn't upload oh well <laughs> oh well it's still fun yeah I, I really enjoy that game uh company man is the company man is the game we got a code for so thank you mark for supplying that to me from uh our friends at terminals uh this mm-hmm. is by uh developer forest and the publisher was leafal and this game is very cool it's on everything right now um but i played it on switch and it's very, it's a very cool game because it takes the concept of like climbing the corporate ladder, but in a video con- context where like the boss battles are like lower middle managers. Like the first one you have to take on is like the intern boss, and he's essentially using interns as weapons. He's throwing them. Uh, you break the intern like machine that's holding him hostage. He gets mad at you. Uh, they're dropping interns from the f- like from the ceiling and they're exploding. So they're like basically your obstacles. Uh, I love this. They, the the secretaries apparently have bad breath, so they're breathing fire breath. Um, there's a guy with you know a, a floor cleaner that spins around cleaning the floor. You got to get the right fit. There's an old lady with a speaker. So I don't understand that part. I guess in Japan, this is based on Japan. The, 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 it's very cartoonish, very cool looking. And there's this lady with like a speaker, like big speakers and explodes. I'm like, is that a thing in Japan where they have like announcements over the PA at offices? Maybe. Uh, But there's 
uh, paper pushers, literally paper pushers. There are shredders, which are just big old wheels that will kill you. Um, but it's it's a blast. I'm just it's just really fun. Your your weapon is a keyboard. Fantastic, <laughs> love it. And it you, like uh, what was it that movie? Um, Wanted. Wanted. Wanted, yeah, it's uh, the guy. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, great, great, great take on that. And then eventually you get it powered up where it also shoots things, and you're basically trying to get promoted. And you go up the elevator and you do all this crazy stuff, and it's just a hoot. I, I just, I just can't say enough good things about it. Your, your health is um, coffee. So you find these coffee stands and it's like all these little comments. And I was taking little screenshots all over the place because the comments are hilarious. Just basically uh, talking about big business and what you want to do. You want to get promoted. And um, it's just very, and one of the managers has it out for you. So he's trying to sabotage you. And yeah, it's, it's just a really well-designed, very tongue in cheek controls are spot on. Very fun. Just really good. Uh, adequate checkpoints, which is fantastic. Because if checkpoints were like, oh, you have to go to the very beginning. No, no, it's very generous in that. Um, and you do, I was wondering why I got money and I eventually got to the barista stand where you can buy like more powerful coffee that then like gives you power-ups <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's very cute. Shot of espresso in there. Yeah, and it's definitely more That's of awesome. the Japanese corporate culture. And they, 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 they just embrace that. So it's, it's got a really cool aesthetic, really, like I said, the, the art's great. Um, and it's really fun. So I, I recommend this game. It's, it's just really a fun action platformer. That's awesome, man. I, I'm so glad to hear this game's good. Cause I, I, I saw the trailer for it a while ago. And was oh, like, I did too. Yeah. I was like, so this looks good yeah. and weird. And then when I, I saw that we were getting the code for it, I was like, I almost didn't want to give it to you because it looked so good. Aww. But then I was like, ah, I got to give it to Todd. Come on. You wouldn't have been able to play ex, you know, Extraction Point, Mark. That's right. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a good trade-off. I'm, I'm happy with the trade-off. But I, I think I'll be picking this game up because it, it it just – it's so weird looking. And your recommendation is uh, is, is pretty great. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's good for anybody to play. It's very, very good. Um, and, yeah, it's very family-friendly too, except unless you believe like killing your coworkers is you know, a bad thing. <sighs> That's fine. Exactly. We've all wanted to do it. So it could be a fantasy for some people. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game, Mark, is a new release on Game Pass as well. You're seeing a trend, but I believe this is available. I think it's still exclusive to Xbox. But on Game Pass Day 1, I think it might be on PC as well. Regardless, it's like 30 bucks. Um, Nobody Saves the World is by Drinkbox Studio. Guacamelee, they've made a bunch of other games. Uh, Severed, I think, is another game that brought on Switch. Mm-hmm. Great studio. A lot of PlayStation ties, but they brought their games everywhere now. They they deal with tight mechanics, really funny gameplay or a funny me- like storytelling and different like things like that. Really classic studio. Well, they made this game and I didn't know what to expect. And, and they showed it, I think, at their E3 showcase in the summer. And this game is it's you're called Nobody Saves the World because essentially in this game you are a nobody. And the way you progress and go forward in this game is you essentially get skills that allow you to be different things. So the first thing you become is a rat who can bite people and then you can poison them. You basically, your attack is biting. So you're like causing plagues and things like that. But it's just like a Zelda, like a standard Zelda, SNES Zelda type, uh, but beautiful, like hand-drawn graphics. So it's very cool with a cool aesthetic, really enjoy it. Um, And then you're basically using that form. You power up, you get uh, little uh, skills 
based on your little objectives you have to uh, to beat. Like almost like like mini mini uh, power up quests that you have to do to get better. Like like mice can go through small uh, tunnels. They can do certain things. They can poison. Then the next thing you get is you get a archer, and the archer your things but basically you're transforming between these different forms they all have different capabilities you level them up and then they lock different skill sets so they have like their primary attack secondary cat attack very cool and you can see the different like uh different skills and different missions you have to adjust that get you more xp to do more things to unlock more places so it's that type of context that i've gotten to i've beaten the first boss it's very fun uh, very enjoyable. I think I've gotten four forms. The funniest form I've unlocked, and this is very early in the game, it's not really a spoiler. You become a horse. And I'm like looking back, because like there's all these like horses. It's like a horse dungeon. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. I beat the horse dungeon. I'm like, but these horses are just hanging around. And one horse is like a big exclamation point over how I'm like, what does that mean? I keep talking to the horse, and he's like, I'm just a horse. And he doesn't respond to you. He kind of ignores you. I'm like, what is going on? And all the horses are the same way. They just don't want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, that's got to be something. Because you got an exclamation point. If I've learned anything in video games, Mark, there's an exclamation point. I need to do something. Yeah. So going around different, like mini dungeons and things like that. Unlocking different things. More power-ups. Things like that. It's very fun. Mark, I I become the, I be, eventually become the horse. So then I, as the horse, I go over to the horse and eventually becomes like a little romance. Oh, no. <laughs> so you like hook up, but it's PG. Okay. That's and that yeah. unlocks another thing. So it's like, oh my goodness. So I see where this game is going, Fantastic. but I have not gotten to the part where apparently this game really takes off. And the next part is you unlock all of these different persona because as yourself as nobody, you essentially can just push things. You're like, you're not even that strong. You get hurt really easily and you look kind of, bland and that's where i think the main character looks really bland i think that's the whole point you don't want to yeah. be nobody you want to be somebody or something um eventually though they have it so you can intermingle your characters you can get a horse that wields a weapon you can get a become an archer that is also half horse and you basically intermingle your your abilities and your characters to do different things i haven't gotten that far but i was listening to a podcast they were talking about them like interesting and apparently it's like three or four hours in i'm about hour and a half two hours so i think i'm at that touching that point so it's a pretty basic game up to this point but i think that's where it really leans into it because i've gotten to the point now where it's like certain enemies can only be hurt by certain things so that's when you have to really on the fly change your characters so but it's fun i I really enjoyed it i think it's well worth if somebody wants a just a fun zelda like that is not too difficult but it has a unique Cha- uh, take on just mechanics and how you approach things. I have this one downloaded uh, after well, you were you were talking about it this week, um, but have not yet had a chance to to dive in because I wanted to really focus on everything else. So I'll get yeah, to it. There's just too many games. It was just yeah. it was just on my PC. Logan was using the Xbox to play Project Wingman, which I'm like, what is this game? And he told me about that's another game. If you ever want to talk about a weird like Japanese fighter game. It's on Xbox. Check out Project Wing, man. Very crazy game. Oh, well. Uh, Just an update. I beat Halo Infinite. Um, I have nits that I have talked about before. Um, I think this game eventually will be so much better as a co-op game because I think it's got some things that just require a second player to really push you forward. Um, It it felt like a, a campaign that overstayed its welcome 
Mm. And it needed more people to make the fun happen. It was trying to be a Far Cry game with just not the variety of a Far Cry game. Like right. all of the side quests and things like that felt very rinse and repeat, nothing really unique about them. So I'm like, okay, so I, I, this is like Assassin's Creed one and we're going to get Assassin's Creed two, where it's like, they take all these pieces, but the mm-hmm. mechanics are solid. Looks great. Plays solid. It's just, it just in the story, man, I'm like, great. My next game and the next bad boss is another angry grunt. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't, if you love Halo and the lore, you'll be, you know, fat on the hog with this game. But if you're not and you're just a casual Halo game player, especially when there's no Halo to date and it's been six years since the last game, then just go in and shoot things. Have a good time. Yeah. And lastly, Mark, I could, this game has taken over our household, Wordle. Now, Everybody should know what Wordle is by this point. Your grandma knows what Wordle is. Um, it is the most, and people are annoyed, and it's like, Wordle. I'm like, it's a dumb game you play once a day. It's great. People just I love Wordle. It's fun. It's great. I mean, if you don't like it, don't play it. But I think it's just a fun thing that people can all talk about. My wife taunts me because of my strategy. My son says, "You didn't get that, Dad," and and I say, "Hey, I've always gotten these." Don't question my theory. And apparently, Mark, so Wordle is just a, yeah, have six chances to get a word right. It tells you if you got a letter yep. first, if, you, if you've if you got the letter, and then it tells you if you got it in the right place. That's all it is. So it's it's like Hangman with a little bit. They've, they've, there's Simple other terms. concept, but as today's word shows, as we're recording this Monday, oh, January don't tell 24th, me. so many people. I, I'm not going to give away the word. I'm not going to spoil it if anyone has like, uh, I mean, at the, by two the days later, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't matter, but there are so many people that I saw today specifically being like, I couldn't get it or I got it like me on the last shot. Cause it's such an obscure, weird word that like, there's like memes and like Buzzfeed oh, articles no. about like, did today's wordle puzzle emotionally damage you? Let Buzzfeed know. Like it is, it, it not only taking the taking the world by storm, but like one of those things. It just like like you said, everyone knows. Your grandmother knows. It's just it's it's out there, but uh, <laughs> they'll fall. They'll, they'll lull us into this false sense of security, and then hit us with one of these weird, obscure five letter words that it's like, <gasps> "Am I going to get this? I have one more guess left." This is the world yep. returning to a bit of norm, Mark, where we have these dumb things yep. that just incorporate the world. It's like the, the dress meme where it's like, do you see a blue dress or a gold dress? You know, you, you we used to have all that dumb stuff where it was controversy. We talked about it for five hours, you know, before we had like real world problems where, you know, invasions and, and pandemics. So, you know, I'm good to talk about dumb things and just have a good time with it and taunt people for being dumb because they the strategy they use because, you know. <laughs> My I will. Family. I will say my strategy today. I was trying to locate a where a specific letter was, and I threw mm. away one of my guesses. And I shouldn't okay. have done that. I should have just thought for a minute and just done it. And I think I could have gotten the word in five goes instead of the full six. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of beating myself up for like literally throwing that away to try to figure out where this letter was gonna go. 
but I thought if I could figure out where that letter was, the word would come to me organically. Yeah. But I should have, I, I really like knowing where that letter was, didn't really make the word come any quicker. So I really had to still sit down and just be like, okay, what is this? And I got it. But like all day I've been like, Oh man, I just, I shouldn't have like, I shouldn't have gone away from my strategy of like just getting the words and letting my brain little anagram it out. Like, and that's what I've been able to do so far out of three lines or maybe four lines today going all the way from like down to six. It's just like, Oh, come on. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I share my results with you uh, at the end right. of the day. Yeah, so far I haven't really been posting them anywhere. I, I just, haven't either. I, I share them with my brother and uh, yeah. and Loren. That's it. Like I, I just, yeah. my brother and I, we text back and forth every morning, so, just like, hey, what'd you get this morning? You know, it's just uh, like, how many? How many? You know, it's like this little in conversation uh, challenge that we have. But like, I haven't been like posting it on Facebook or Twitter or anything. Like, um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I should if if uh, everyone's in. Why not? You know, we can even put it on the Discord. Why not? Let's yeah. make it a fun time. I think, right. you know what? And if people don't like it, you know what? Get out of we'll our Discord a, we'll Wordle chat. A Wordle channel. I think that's that's appropriate. Um, yeah, and if I, I, my mom would be all over this. She's a Scrabble maven, so I got to get her in the loop. Of course, I got to tell her where to find it because now they've got like Loodle, which is like lewd words that like yeah. Gary, yeah, Gary Witta made one. It's like, and he apparently he's got, I mean, this is how he's going to make his billions by making a wordle like spinoff. So Mark Pokemon, didn't somebody do a Pokemon wordle? Oh, most likely. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm not opening an opportunity. Oh, well, but yeah, wordle. It's pretty great. Yeah. So know what else is great, Mark? The word, the world of mergers and Activisions, as I said, that's the name of this episode, uh, Mergers and Activisions. Uh, yes, so for anybody who's not in a hole, uh, this is coming out Wednesday, so this has been news for about over a week by the time you hear this. Uh, Xbox acquired or is acquiring uh, Activision Blizzard King for approximately $68 million, billion, which... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be... Yeah, the B. Uh, if you're doing the math, this is essentially, I think I figured this out. It's almost, uh, almost twenty Star Wars, almost twenty Marvels, uh, almost thirty-four. No, thirty. I'm doing the math. Thirty-three Minecrafts, Mark. Uh, I guess six Zingas. So. Almost 130 Zynga are uh, Insomniacs. <laughs> so I, I did some math of my own, actually. Because, okay. uh, you know, you, you hear someone say like 70 billion doll hairs instead that's of That's a dollars. lot of doll hairs. Well, yeah. So that's the thing. If Activision actually paid seven, 70 billion doll hairs, or if Microsoft paid uh, 70 billion doll hairs for the Activision Blizzard King acquisition, the value based on my very, very quick looking up of how much doll hairs cost in, in bulk and then, and then uh, extrapolating that the, (laughs) the value of actual doll hairs would be $218,750,000 us based again on the, the retail price for, for doll hair in bulk. Um, that's a lot. 
that's still a lot. Even if you're breaking it down to like paying in what you would consider fairly useless doll hair um, is still like as much as some tech acquisitions. Like I was reading the, uh, another 200 and, $17 million acquisition that just happened. Uh, Stripe, the payment company, just bought another payment company for like $217 million. And I was like, if they paid that in doll hairs, they would have just paid more for like what this tech company just bought this payment platform for. Like, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount of money. And so uh, it is. is just it insane. is. Yeah, that is, uh, it accounts for half of Microsoft's available cash. Whew. They have they have enough they have uh, it's it's crazy. Just it's Sony's worth like 280 billion dollars. Uh, and that's just their market cap. They sell for more. You know, you know, Microsoft got this for a deal because Activision their stock was not at a premium. It was well below. They paid a premium above what it was currently going for. So it is what it is. And um, so it's really hard to say. I mean, there's only four or five companies that are at this level. Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft. Is there another company I'm forgetting? Well, some of the companies that were apparently in the running, though, or at least considered to buy these i've been seeing different reports of like ea was looking into an acquisition now i don't know in that kind of case would it be a straight up buy like microsoft is merger or would it be a merger or something like that yeah but the the thing is we don't know what they were doing behind the scenes to try to get themselves out of purchasable if, if if they were just selling the you know that the it was it was like this this sale or merger or something was going to happen with activision blizzard king like th- this was this was a done deal it's just a matter of who picked them up a lot of people are angry that microsoft did this but can you consider for a second ea <sighs> buying yeah activision, it gets nasty right uh another and, and facebook I, I, was another Facebook company apparently yeah could be meta you know, well meta on. sorry mark meta know, so yeah, meta um yeah. there's another uh so so here's, here's something else uh google could have uh tencent is another one that mm. i mean if you look the the top public video game companies by revenue for 2020 tencent sony this is in order mm-hmm. tencent sony nintendo microsoft and NetEase. Two big Chinese companies, yes, that buy, acquire, and then right. we don't know really know what their end game is except say, oh, uh, the first bite is free, and then here's energy and buy characters, I guess. Right. I, is that their model? So I'm not going to judge any companies or say that one company's better than another or whatever. I'm I'm not going to even get like political or where this company's located or that company or whatever. But I think we can all agree that this could have been worse (laughs) than going to Microsoft. Absolutely. And it's, it's a scenario where the company as it was Activision Blizzard King, um, I mean, Activision Blizzard, it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a company of 
uh, acquired or merged companies anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe Activision was on its own. Bobby Kotick was the one that picked them up and kind of got them where they were. Blizzard was an assortment of different people that formed that company. King was a mobile company. Uh, Activision and was fighting off the Vendi for some time. And I, there was some weird stuff going on just corporately with the whole bag. Uh, Activision goes back to the days of Atari where they were actually an indie studio because they were mad at Atari because they wanted to get their games out there and get their creators some, some, some love. And so they had some games actually had the creator's name in them. So it's kind of a long history of just like really diverse companies that are not at all, what they started off to be. They're a former shell. All the people that made those companies great have long since left the building. And that's a shame. And to your point, uh, and that's where a lot of people have covered the specifics of this deal previously. But I think that the, the, the long end of this is act, something was going to happen with Activision Blizzard anyways, because all the lawsuits, we talked about it. Um, and also just long term, their strategy and what they were doing with their licenses and their franchises, it felt like they were they in the, the old immortal term of too big to fail. They were too big to fail. I mean, Call of Duty falls apart. I don't know what to do. I mean, that's where we were seeing. It was going to eventually go that route. We saw mm-hmm. Vanguard that didn't get the, the ratings. It didn't get the, the reviews that oh, the critical acclaim was still big, but eventually it's like, it's not going to be number one anymore. It's going to decline and something else will overtake it. Um, especially as we see where things are going with subscription services and other, other things as well. So Mark, I think we both agree. This is a good thing for, to improve the status of Activision Blizzard King. And this is going to take time to improve it. We know the deal will not get approved until I think 2023, yeah. It's not going to get held up because it's a monopoly. There's just too many companies, Steam, everybody on their sun. So don't just forget about that kind of stuff. It's really more the long lines of then it, what's the outlay of this and how does this proceed over the next 18 months until it goes forward. So that's the fun part to really talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, one thing I do, like I said, I didn't want to kind of get political with any of this kind of stuff, but Bobby Kotick seems to be out. So that's getting a big <sighs> thumbs up for me. Uh, and we'll we'll move on from there. Because again, yeah. it's covered so many times. But yeah, like, it's not like, and he's the biggest shareholder of Activision, I believe, right now. So yeah. you know what? Unless he did something horrible, like he killed a person or something, uh, the inevitability of this, no matter what we wanted, unless he went to California jail for doing the things that he did, he's getting a gold parachute, guys. Yep. He, he made so much. He's making so much money off this deal. Uh, you know, it's a shame that they don't. They still have to pay him, but they do. Yep. But he's not going to be part of this company anymore. It's a benefit to the employees, and hopefully, it changes the face of Activision Blizzard for the good, and we get these companies back to a strong space because microsoft has completely changed the game in i would say eight years the last eight years um actually probably the last six to really say we are not going to meddle we are going to uh help you be the best company you can be yeah yeah i mean we saw it in the uh the power on documentary you know they learned Mm -hmm. from studios that they mishandled and that they shut down and that they uh, wish they could have done something better and they they've learned from their own corporate mistakes and they so far, like you said, in the last 
you know, five, six years, whatever it's been, it's they they seem to be kind of taking that like you guys do what you're good at. We're going to do what we're good at and we have the support and you guys can, can rock off and, and do your own thing. So uh, hopefully we just see that level of support with, with this stuff too. And, uh, yeah. and you know, as far as the golden parachute stuff, yeah, it's, it's short-term cringe for like long-term wins, I think is, is, is the way I'm looking at it. Like, yeah, it sucks. I wish you could play out better and, you want those kind of people to get their karmic comeuppance, but like maybe he's going to need Mark. He's, he's going to need, he's going to need some very good sunscreen in the future. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's it. So like, yeah, it sucks, but like it could have kept going. So at least they're just like, you know what? Pay him to go away. And yeah, that sucks. But like, it's better than, the problem consisting and he like either way if he's still going to be rich no matter what like at least he's rich and gone rather and he's than, not like, hurting people yeah that's it like it, yeah rather than you know like he can be rich and off on an island somewhere or he could be rich and hurting people so yeah just get him out of the way rich yeah. or not whatever Absolutely. And so I, was, I, I saw this tweet that was really cool talking about the difference between where Xbox was in 2017. And I can give some context even in 2017 in regards to their studios to where they are now. And it's mm-hmm. funny when I look at this in 2017, they had Rare, Mojang, which was, I would say, the first steps towards being a different perspective on acquisitions because people worried about Minecraft being acquired. And essentially since then, it's been fine. It still lives on in all the platforms and it's as strong as ever. It hit a built a trillion streams. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we've got Mojang, Turn 10, 343, The Coalition, and Xbox Game Studios Publishing. So it's funny because Rare and I think 343 were the only studios that kind of survived. And then after that, that's when they started their acquisition. So I would say like 2015, they essentially only had two original studios, yeah. right? Yeah. Cause they and lost Lionhead, a few others. Yeah. yeah Bungie. And, and, and yeah. At this point, everyone, myself included thought that rare was completely wasted. Yeah. Because sea of thieves didn't launch until 2018. Correct. So I think was, we uh, made, by 2017, probably knew about connect, connect uh, avatars. Right, and it was like, that kind of stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, the yeah. avatars and stuff. And it was just yeah. like, come on, this is the studio that made banjo and conquer and freaking goldeneye and like they could poop in a bucket in the n64 days and it would still sell six million copies and microsoft buys them and they're making freaking avatars like come on you're wasting the studio and like luckily they've turned that around but like 2017 rare is not like oh man yeah sea of thieves and they're working on this new stuff and they're no like, oh, you know, it was cool. like this is what like, are they gonna do with them why did microsoft do this to our favorite yes. studio from a few years like this is like 2017 is not a good situation no, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a world of difference. So you know, the coalition was worried because you know they had to take over the gears. Three four three have to take over. You know, Halo was in a weird space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turn ten was in a good space because obviously Forza is a uh, premium brand. Uh, but yeah, it was a world of difference. So it was kind of interesting. Now though, obviously where they've come since then, uh, Double Fine. World's Edge, I don't know anything about them. An Exile, a uh, renowned PC developer, which we still have yet to see a game coming from them. We know something is coming. 
there's another studio. I can't even tell. It's like a square. Oh, the initiative. <laughs> oh, the initiative. Okay. The initiative is their new quadruple A that we haven't seen anything yet, which is making a perfect dark. We know that yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, we, 343, we're talking about that Quill Cushion, Mojang. Uh, Undead Labs, which is um, uh, ooh, the, the, the brand with the. It's like a sim. Uh, dead, uh, Walking Dead game. Mark, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a game people love, but it's like a sim with uh, world building with zombies. Um, Obsidian, State which is fantastic. Decay. Yeah, State of Decay. They've made State of Decay. One, two, three is on its way. Uh, Obsidian, you know, yep. fantastic heritage game uh, made uh, both uh, Fallout New Vegas and Code uh, uh, War 2. Uh, compulsion games, which we happy through, uh, we happy few, which people didn't love, but I think they've got promise. We don't know what they're doing next. Ninja Theory, uh, Hellblade. Yeah, yeah. So, some of these are, are those studios that like they've had uh, like cool concepts or cool things yeah. in their games that it's like with Microsoft money and Microsoft time. I think this studio could knock out something really special, but like Absolutely. as an indie studio or a small studio, like they probably had to rush this thing out and get it out at a certain time or they were going to go bankrupt and everyone was going to lose their job. So like, yeah, some of these studios, it's like, I don't know they have they done much, but it's like, Oh, they like, there's something there that it's like, there's like this little ugly duckling that's just going to turn into this beautiful swan because now they have time to focus on becoming a swan. It's great. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, and then playground games was one of the, you know, the game we knew they were going to buy them eventually for uh, Forza horizon. And we've seen that where that plays out. So and they're going to make the next fable, which is really cool. Um, so then we already talked about Bethesda Activision blizzard. I mean, Mark, this is where it gets exciting because Essentially, most of these studios don't make games anymore. They basically support Call of Duty. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I will say this. Uh, so Treyarch, uh, they were a heritage studio that made a lot of... I think they did, what, uh, Tony Hawk games? They made... I'm trying to remember what they did. But they were basically making other games other than Call of Duty. Raven Software, man. They made some cool games. They made a Wolfenstein game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would love it if they made another Wolfenstein game because we know uh, that studio, uh, uh, blanking on the game. Uh, shoot, Which one? Their Bethesda game. Uh, uh, w- Raven, uh, the one that made Wolfenstein, the most recent one. Um, uh, it's on this list. Uh, Machine Games. Machine yep. Games. They're making the next Indiana Jones game, so we could get yeah. Raven to come back to make Wolfenstein. They made the Wolverine game I loved, and they also made Hexen, which Phil Spencer <laughs> Phil mentioned. Phil Spencer specifically w- called out, yeah. Which is a really cool, like, Wolfenstein magic game. Or, or sorry, Doom magic game. Very cool. High Moon Studios made the cool-ass Transformers games, the War for Cybertron games. Right. Shoot. See? Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. Infinity Ward, known for Call of Duty. Toys for Rob. Uh, Skylanders, things like that. Yeah. Binox made some awesome Spider-Man games. Sledgehammer yes. games made, uh, I believe they were the team that made the um, uh, Dead Space games. They came oh. over to Activision. Yeah. Right. Uh, Digital Legends, don't know them. Shanghai Studios, don't know them. Solid State Studios, don't know them. But Blizzard, Mark. Diablo, Warcraft, Hearthstone, uh, Overwatch, 
Yep. Uh, one of my favorite three. Oh, the angry the dwarf game. What is it called? The dwarf game. I'm trying to remember them. You little dwarfy guys. Uh, they made a rock and roll racing. They made uh, uh, blood uh, bloodstone. What? I can't remember. I love the game. It was a cool game that came out on PC and yeah. SNES. Uh, but yeah, and then King is mobile. Just think about those games, Mark, that we could get from these studios if they don't have to make Call of Duty games every three years. They've got so much support now. They've got so much more money. They can really shoot for the moon. And that's that's the thing here is right now we're we're looking like can can the some of these now support studios make games again and let let's say Infinity Ward focus, but like we could also get a Call of Duty game from id mm-hmm. maybe like it like that seems to be a possibility if Microsoft owns all of this right like yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's it like we yeah. could get a Skylanders game from rare right or from double fine or right pick a studio you want to yeah. do uh somebody that says i've always wanted to make a okay yeah that's wild that's exciting yeah it's it's really unique when you look at the blend of their the capabilities the type of games they can make and it essentially fills out everything mm-hmm. every genre um if you want to make another halo or gears uh, like non FPS game, somebody else can do another version of those in a different tactical or strategy mode. Uh, if you want to do a weird fable spinoff, you can to your point, Mark. I mean, somebody wants to bring back Viva Pinata and put their own spin on it. Cause I think that could have been a huge franchise for Microsoft. It just was at a point. It's like, they didn't know what they wanted to be. Yeah. So uh, when we look at this list, Mark, and we think of the possibilities. Is there anything you're like yearning for? It's like we haven't had X in so long, or I, I really want this to come back, or I really want a different take on X, um, considering just all of the IP that they own and wherever they could go. So a, a Microsoft <sighs> existing studio yeah. could do something with one of their IPs. And I, and I looked at the games, I mean, that, that could come. King's Quest, Space Quest, and this is this old Sierra l- library, Leisure Larry. Uh, nobody wants to make the Leisure Larry game. I mean, uh, there's a broad library. Uh, there was a game called Metal uh, Gear, I think, back in the day. Not Metal Gear, but it was called A Glitch in the Works. It was a fun, like, robot combat game. Um, they have a huge, deep library of games they used to make until they decided to stop making new franchises. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I'd, I'd really have to go and get a full list and really look into some of these of like, what have I played before? But right now, because it's it's on my mind, and I think this leads into Famous Seamus questions, mm-hmm. kind of, from uh, from our Discord channel. Uh, so Famous Seamus asked a few questions. The first one, what Activision Blizzard game will you play first when they all come to Game Pass? Um, and that that kind of... I don't know. It kind of leads. So, so I'll, I'll go with your question first and I would love to see, I mean, you started off with it, guitar hero and Skylanders. That's it. That's what I like. I, I that the two franchises that I, I want 
right off the gate. Like let's let's bring those back. Whether it's a collected edition of Skylanders, like you said, with everything kind of unlocked and just go, or they release Skylanders on Game Pass, free to play, and they have some like DLC, digital, like unlock this character. You don't have to go out and buy a toy, but for like two bucks or five bucks or something, you can get you know, eruptor or for this, you can get this pack of like five different Skylanders for 20 bucks. Like we see it happen in Fortnite. You can buy skins, you can buy uh, costumes in Minecraft. Like this stuff works and Microsoft knows how it works. Let's just do it. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's the the way to go. Um, so I, I want to see that and I want to see guitar hero. Uh, so on to famous Seamus's question though, what Activision Blizzard game will you play first when they all come to game pass? I'm hoping that these games go to game pass, but if they don't, I'm hoping, um, well really kind of leads into a second question. Uh, I'm hoping some of the old Spider-Man games come like the, the Beanox, mm. like shattered dimensions. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that kind of stuff comes to game pass. So Todd, on his first question, what Activision Blizzard game will you play first when they all come to Game Pass? Uh, oh, mine's going to be Spider-Man. What's what's yours? Holy cow. I do like those old Spider-Man games. I love the Shatter Dimensions. Those games I thought were fantastic. You know, that's it's like how far back can it go? What can they grab? Um, wow, that's that's a hard question because I think about I'm looking at just their their past catalog and they did so many licensed games back in the day. Uh, so, so I, Mark, I will okay. say while you're thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. I looked up the Spider-Man licensing today mm-hmm. because so many people associate Spider-Man now with Sony. Sony does not have exclusive rights to Spider-Man as a character. They have the rights to those games that they produced, but Spider-Man still shows up in the Lego game, still showed up in uh, Ultimate mm-hmm. Alliance 3 for Switch, which is an exclusive uh like, yes, he was in Avengers on PlayStation only, but that was, again, one of those specific li- licensing marketing deals. Uh, Sony doesn't own the rights to Spider-Man. Marvel does right now. It's not tied to any specific game publisher. So Microsoft could be like, okay, well, cool. Here's some money, uh, Marvel. Uh, we're going to re-release Shattered Dimensions and all these old Beanox games. Like, that is entirely within the realm of possibility. It is not a nightmare situation like golden eye or something is this is a possibility yeah it's it's weird because i don't even know who owns the rights they publish those games mark i don't know who actually owns like when they got the rights to do it i don't even know who owns that rights so that's problem with licensed mm-hmm. games right because it's like uh, did the Marvel property like Ma- Marvel, the actual like entity within Disney say we would license you, we would give you the rights to republish those games. Cause they're always seems, like, they, they expire. Like work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Disney would be cool with it to a certain extent. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to muddy the water, but a game that meets that Mark. So I'm going to give you two ultimate Spider-Man. It's a game oh, that yeah. I think that is game. one of my favorite Spider-Man games because it nailed the the comic and the the actual gameplay was fantastic. But it's like mm-hmm. hardly anybody played that game, and I thought it was really well done. Uh, but I think that would be a, the 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 Spider-Man game to bring back because mm-hmm. it's just it fits kind of like the the ultimate Spider-Man for Peter Parker today versus like some of the other ones was like, I don't, you know what this part Peter Parker is in shattered dimension. He's kind of like just a spinoff or, or something that doesn't exist. Um, and then, you know, 
it's it's kind of interesting because I loved the old Pitfall games. I don't know if there's a good Pitfall game, but if they could bring back a Pitfall game, because I think there was like an SNES Pitfall game, that would be a lot of fun. And I would that's you know that even goes like who would I want to see come back? Pitfall. Bring back Pitfall. I think you're going to do so many fun things with it because I think of like Spelunky kind of looks like Pitfall, but that would be like just a fun, really cool action adventure game that could do a lot with. So I don't know. I'm looking through. There's there's so many games, but they did so many licensed games. That was like half of their like catalog. That's that's, that's a big problem, right? So like I said, I looked up the Spider-Man ones. Uh, Mm -hmm. So famous Seamus' second question. What do you think the chances are of Microsoft managing to get the old Spider-Man games on Game Pass or even get Beanox to make a sequel to Shattered Dimensions and call it Spider-Verse Shattered Dimensions, Mm. including Miles and Spider-Gwen? He thinks that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. I'd love to see it. Like I said, I think the possibilities or the chances of them managing to get these old games are pretty good. Now, whether they're allowed to make a new game. Yeah. I'm not sure uh, th- th- then you're getting into new games yeah. with, with Sony's and, and, and how's that working or whatever, but maybe that's the way to do it is a spider verse game. Shattered dimensions. This is a complete other version of this and here's how it's going to work. And, and yeah. Sony's Peter Parker and, and, uh, and miles are over in, in that corner and that dimension and, and whatever but mm-hmm. i don't know the possibilities for that one not sure possibilities for the old games i think pretty good i'm hoping are, are fairly good yeah you, you, well i mean if they can that, yeah i mean if they and and it just makes me think of like marvel it's like the marvel ultimate alliance those mm-hmm. games they've had so many struggles with making it good and 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 i'd like to bring those games back maybe some polish mm. i know they were on they had a deal with nintendo do three i don't know I, i'm just trying to think of like you know that's that's the licensing uh perspective on it uh they did some x-men games as well and i just love marvel mm-hmm. overall um and they also made some like 007 games mark like goldeneye reloaded they made uh some gold uh, some x-men uh James Bond games that you can no longer play because of right, licensing yeah. rights. So bring some of those James Bond games back. Cause there's not one to actually anybody can play right now. Go to whoever owns the rights, which I think is Amazon now say, Hey, let's make James Bond Jesus. games again. I know it's crazy. So Amazon owns the gaming rights to bond. Really? Is that who owns it right now? Uh, well, Activision or sorry, Amazon bought James Bond, but they still have to deal Jesus. with the broccoli the family, family. Okay. who apparently, yeah, it's, it's a long, one of my best friends is a huge bond fan and yeah, it's kind of a crazy nonsense right now, but yeah, that's wow. the problem. We can't play a James Bond game. Wild. Uh, so the third thing famous Seamus asked, do you think call of duty will become an Xbox exclusive after Sony's contract with Activision is done? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It makes I don't know either. It makes some sense for the Call of Duty bros that buy Call of Duty and a football game every year and call it a day. Like, is that the thing that finally? I, I saw a report today that said like some analyst was estimating that PlayStation will sell twice the amount of PlayStation fives than Xbox will sell consoles this year. Yeah, it's like. Okay, would shutting down Call of Duty on those consoles knock 25% of the PS5s down? You know, would would that finally, you know, make these people say, yeah, okay, cool. Well, Call of Duty's on Xbox, so I guess I'm going to Xbox. 
Like, is that the thing that's going to do it? Or do they want, do they want to try to sell call of duty in the most places possible to get as much money as possible out of as many people and whatever. Right. It's, it's, it's such a tough call, but I could, I could really see an argument for saying call of duty is home on Xbox and just suck it up and buy a friggin' series S like, it, it's weird know. because I, people always say nobody so spends X to do X, but I always says, if you hear what the, the CEO of Microsoft says, he could care less about consoles. He understands it's a way into it. Yeah. He sees beyond consoles, and that's what Microsoft has been since the day of Steve Olivers. They believe in the cloud and subscriptions. Um, ultimately, what they want to do is sell subscriptions. And uh, you know what? At, at maximum, Xbox has sold 80 million consoles. That's not going to get them to eight billion or four billion or whatever. It's a small number. It's it's a cash cow right now. It does what it is. Uh, they want to sell subscriptions wherever they can get people to go. They want to be on many as many screens where you can play and pay as you can. Sure, it's a short term plan to get revenue and build up their coffers to do whatever X they need to do, and that's why they offered seventy billion dollars to do this because they want content. Content is king. Consoles are kind of as much as we love them, they're kind of in the back seat. We're going forward in a world, and this puts a lot of people on a notice to say, you need to be on screens. The device you're on kind of doesn't matter anymore, kind of like you get your Blu-ray disc or whatever. People used to care about that stuff. Now they just want to, like your son, Mark, wants to watch Bluey. Here's on an iPad, and a, a TV screen, whatever, Yep. Use Apple TV, and quite honestly, you got a Roku. There's a million different services on a Roku. Yeah. Apple TV. There's a million different services. So I, I don't know. I, I just think it's short sighted to say it's just go exclusive. I'm like, well, then mm-hmm. you're shutting out people from. Is that good for Call of Duty to say you can only play it here, and then you say you got to have a three hundred to five hundred dollar box? Xbox doesn't want to sell hardware because to them it's just more things they have to worry about. Can they get enough out there? Can they advertise it? Can they do this stuff? So I, I think it's kind of silly to say that's their end game. No, their end game is yeah. I don't want to have to deal with hardware anymore. The only thing I want to worry about is maybe by selling you a controller, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, so I don't know. I, I just it's just silly. And if that if they do want to do it, that's fine. I bought an Xbox One to play Tomb Raider because it was an exclusive. I didn't yeah. cry. I didn't say, oh, it's not fair. Screw you. I'm like, that's what I got to do. It's I'm a, I'm a big boy. I know it's mm-hmm. business. Xbox doesn't love me. PlayStation loves me. Nintendo doesn't love me. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it really matters if it happens. Oh well, Warzone most likely will still be on there because are they going to yank Warzone off of a screen where Game Pass isn't available on mobile right. on all these things? Come on, it's it's yeah. just silly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. It. I, I I I think if anything happens, it will be pretty far down the road like i I don't think for even like this console generation we'd see them saying like hey this this whatever next version next 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 version of call of duty is is not going to be on playstation like yeah i I can't see that happening immediately but uh and i i don't think they'll do that i want to be i want to just say that up front like i don't think they will actually do that but I could see a business argument for doing that. 
of like oh, Game Pass or, or Xbox is the only place to play Call of Duty. That is how, again, that is like Todd, you said that that is how you get subscribers. That is how you get people. That's yeah. the content that people want. When you say The Witcher is only available on Netflix or Ted Lasso is only available on Apple TV and every friggin' person's talking about Ted Lasso, guess what you're subscribing to? That. So Absolutely. What, if if they can knock out an absolute Joe, forgive me, banger of a Call of Duty game in a few years, and they say, guess what? It's available on Xbox and Game Pass. Sign up. <laughs> like I can see it's reality that is making business yeah. sense, but I don't know if they will. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing because ultimately you could say, you know, what, what makes more sense to. We're going to leave it, and Microsoft, I think, is trying to leave out some olive branches because they just mm-hmm. want to not make enemies at this point. Their enemies are going to be Apple and Amazon and Google mm-hmm. that play bigger and are bigger than the little fish, which are Nintendo and, and PlayStation. Um, so ultimately, if they can have places to get Game Pass on, why would they want to piss off potential places to play their games and have those? you got to maintain relationships. This isn't the old day where you know, Crash Bandicoot goes out and says, blah, 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 you know, whatever. That's kind of dead, which is funny. Exactly. That's those days are kind (laughs) of over because everybody's a big company. And, you know, by, you know, uh, this, uh, this announcement hurts Sony, but Sony is, you know, good for the gaming industry. Nintendo's good for the gaming industry. Xbox is, we don't know what Google and Amazon are. So to your point, we, we just want to make sure we are leaving an olive branch. So ultimately the biggest comparison becomes Mark, would you want to pay $70 for Call of Duty or do you want to get it for free, part of your Xbox subscription? It's kind of a no-brainer, right? It's like, you can buy it for 70 bucks on there, but guess what? You could get it for free here. That is kind of the no-brainer marketing that just pays off more so than, because eventually you say, well, crap, I can only afford 180 bucks a year. Well, then get Game Pass, mm-hmm. and then maybe get the exclusives on PlayStation where you can't, you're good to go. So own both boxes or eventually you want game pass on playstation you'll get all the you'll get all the xbox games on game pass you won't get the third party because guess what that's a nightmare to get because those games are also sold on playstation but i could see that eventually being uh the the long tooth and same with thing with nintendo nintendo is is a smart company they're not dumb they see the writing of the wall when everybody else is in a subscription model and nintendo saying pay 60 dollars for kirby mom's Hold the purse strings. I love that you're going straight after Kirby for that, well, too. Well, still, come on. So <laughs> it ultimately becomes a value equation. Essentially, if to say after time, it's like Nintendo is no longer a good value compared to everybody else. Yeah, they make great games, but so does everybody else. It's not like trash and perfection. It's like essentially Nintendo has to realize the market is training and they can't hold it back. Everything is subscription. Video games are the only medium now, Mark, we have that is largely not in a subscription service. And those days are numbered. Nintendo cannot hold this off forever. We could say they, they, the, so much has changed in the last 10 years compared to the last 200 that Nintendo's been there. Just like, do they want to be IBM where they're still selling, you know, typewriters or, or whoever it was at the selling typewriters back in the day? Um, or do they want to be the company that's forward thinking, thinking RIP will make more money on an annual basis by not sent, selling 60 bucks, but selling $300 in subscriptions a year to get all your family their games? That's a smarter play, and it yeah, keeps people sure. entertained because then it's like once you buy the game, guess what? 
you don't have to say subscribe, but once you are renting the game, you have to say subscribe. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a long game that we're into this. Uh, Xbox is pushing the industry more so than anybody ever has uh, in this way. And they are a game changer and they are, could they could buy everybody. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're in very early stages still, which is crazy again, considering the change between 2017 and now, but we're still in very early stages of watching all of this play out and how it, exactly it's all going to end up. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few years and seeing how some of this stuff goes. Absolutely. So this was a lot of fun. Um, it got a little crazy with where we're going to go. Um, we we'll, might see Spider-Man come back. Who knows, Mark? You know what? It'll be fun. I want to Peter Porker game. Make Activision make that game and we'll be <laughs> we all go. in like Flynn. Because nobody's Perfect. making that, that game. Is, you know what? That'd be hilarious because it is, a, again, a very different take on spider-man and could add a kid's game to xbox's portfolio like i did hell yeah double let's, fine let's make that. that game yeah yes yeah. <laughs> well very good well we had a lot of fun so mark tell people where they can find you on the interwebs well you can find me at the underscore canardian on twitter instagram and twitch uh you can find me on xbox and switch at uh, just the or no sorry just canardian there we go nailed it Excellent. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Tioxtra, having fun, uh, poking the bear at times, and that's a good time, uh, making fun and, and, and having a good conversation with the world as it speaks and making fun of certain sports athletes who don't vaccinate. Uh, but if you want to game with me, I'm Spartion98 on Xbox and Switch and Spartion1998 on PSN. So, Mark, we survived another episode. We had a good time. We have some cool guests coming in 2022. I cannot wait. So we'll see everybody in two weeks. As always, Mark, thank you for joining. It's been a pleasure. It's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.